And today we're talking about WWE's former owner and chairman, Vince McMahon, with the, the person who has written the definitive uh, biography of Vince McMahon called Ringmaster. We're joined by Josie Reisman. And Josie, how are you? I'm doing all right. It's an uh, upsetting occasion to be talking about this stuff, but thank you for having me on. Yes, uh, I mean, all the stuff that you've written about Vince McMahon up until now has always been controversial. It's always been even a little disturbing. But these latest allegations, this newest lawsuit filed by a former WWE employee, Janelle Grant, uh, really takes this whole thing to another level. Yes, uh, the allegations this time are not just, I shouldn't say just, but you know they're not just the sexual harassment and assault. Vince has faced such allegations in the past. This time he's being accused of sex trafficking, which is an order of magnitude more uh, legally difficult for him. And there's a lot of evidence in the lawsuit filed by this former employee, Janelle Grant, including text messages, specific dates, other people who were aware of what was going on. It's, it's, a, it's, a, real, it's a real humdinger of a lawsuit, and Vince has really suffered from it so far. And when you dig into this thing, and I've been working on a, on a timeline of this story based off of Janelle Grant's lawsuit, her facts seem to line up with history of the past several years of Vince McMahon's career and the WWE. Yes. Uh, I mean, certainly there were... Well, look, it's part of a longer history. I mean, Vince has this long chain of accusations, and if even a fraction of them are true, they add up to a real institutionalized system of sexual misconduct and sexual abuse. And that's not just Vince, even if those allegations against Vince are true. It's not just Vince, because wrestling, professional wrestling, has long been kind of a lawless free-for-all, especially when it comes to sexual violence and sexual harassment against men and women. I mean, it, it's really been kind of a cesspit, the, the, the wrestling industry, when it comes to those kinds of crimes. And now it seems like perhaps there might be, the free ride might be over for at least one person who's been accused of a lot of those crimes. Absolutely. And it's it's about time. I mean, when it, there's an old saying, it might be Mark Twain, I'm not sure. When somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Vince McMahon has been telling us who believe he them, is yeah. for the past 35 years uh, on television. He has done horrific things. I mean, if you think about what he did to, and, and these were wrestling storylines, but they're still disturbing things like right. making a woman making a professional wrestler a female professional wrestler bark and crawl around the ring and remove her clothes at his direction making people yep. kiss his bare ass on national television these are things that yep. he did yep you can see all of those that's just the tip of the iceberg and what was on national television but those are all instances of what i would regard as an abuse of power because even if the people consent to doing those little bits during the wrestling shows, they don't really have many options to say no. I mean, they, they don't really have the ability to say no to Vince McMahon in those scenarios. So you're asking someone to do something humiliating and degrading and then saying you can't even complain about it even further decades down the line because the person who did it is still in power, but he's no longer in power. So... The future is uncertain. But, yes, you're completely right. There is a lot that was just out in the open. 
And that's the thing you mentioned there, humiliation, because I don't want to get too much. Either neither of us are psychiatrists who can diagnose anybody with anything. Yeah. But but truly, this does speak to a man who has a fetish for power and a fetish for humiliating other people into doing things they don't want to do. That's absolutely true. I think the allegations, whatever they are, they at least line up with the things that we know are true, which is that Vince McMahon enjoys humiliating and dominating people. And he'd be the first to tell you that. This is not me talking out of school. Vince McMahon built his empire largely on his reputation as being a jerk who was willing to do whatever it took to be the top dog in every room he entered. So a lot of this is just an extension of that. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this will cause wrestling to change its ways in any broad systemic way, but I think it is shining a light on the fact that this only in wrestling do you really see this degree of brazenness about what was allegedly going on. And that's, that's that kind of culture in wrestling, whatever you think of these allegations, really has to stop. No doubt about it. And uh, getting back to the actual lawsuit, uh, Janelle Grant and the things that she's alleged, we're talking about trafficking because yes. she was she was essentially being, uh, you, she was abused by Vince McMahon financially. She worked for him. She had no choice but to go along with what he said because, again, he controlled her job and her finances. And, mm-hmm. and basically he was trafficking her to his employees, a suspected WWE superstar, as well as his good friend and employee, John Laurinaitis. Right. Right. The allegations here are that Vince was not only himself coercing Janelle Grant into sex and um, allegedly raping her, but that he was doing so along with other people. The allegation is that he sort of gave her and forced her to have sex um, or at least sexual contact with a WWE superstar. Um, And that there were John Laurinaitis, as you said, an executive is accused in this lawsuit of joining Vince in one rape of 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 Janelle Grant. And it's it's. It's all very Baroque. I mean, there are things we shouldn't even really get into on the air right. about specific sexual encounters that mm-hmm. were mentioned in detail in this very long lawsuit filing. And there were dates, there were text messages. It, it all seems very plausible, these allegations, and at least plausible enough to cause a lot of uncertainty about the future of Vince McMahon's legacy. And the end, uh, I mean, it just the, the security of the WWE's future is fine. The company's not going anywhere. But, but there is a price to pay for WWE because it is provable that people high up in WWE, whether it was his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, his son in law, Paul Levesque, among that group, people knew that Vince McMahon had Janelle Grant on the staff of WWE and why she was there. Allegedly, yes. This was a widely known thing. And I guess the question is not immediately, it's not, it's not so much will wrestling change itself overnight. It's more will heads roll at TKO Holdings, which is what owns the WWE now, um, the, you know, the merged company that WWE is part of. 
And I think that probably will happen because you have people like, you know, you mentioned Paul Levesque, Vince McMahon's son-in-law, who's also the chief creative officer and was the wrestler Triple H. He came out and gave the first real statement about what happened and the company's response since the allegations came out and the um, resignation happened. And his response was to not even read a prepared statement approved by a lawyer, but just a riff. And his riffing was in response to a question. It wasn't even proactive. And the riff was, you know, Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics asked him, have you read the lawsuit? And Paul Levesque said, I have not. Not even that he's denying anything in it. He just hadn't even read the lawsuit. Mm. And I think that kind of corporate incompetence is the kind of thing that, the new owners, new-ish owners of WWE, Endeavor, Ari Emanuel's company, just aren't going to tolerate. Indeed. Well, thank you so much, uh, Josie Reisman. We appreciate it. The book is called Ringmaster, Vince McMahon and the Unmaking of America. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on.